0: Hey, good morning. How's everyone on this Labor Day weekend? I can't believe I'm saying it's Labor Day. It's wow, did that summer go fast. But here we are uh, all snuggled up. And today we got a special guest with us. All this month, we have been doing an initiative called Boatload of Food. And that there is what you guys collectively brought together. And Peter Sinclair, a special guest who's going to be sharing here in just a minute, gets to load that in his truck We might even lend you a hand doing that and take it down to the food bank. And you're going to hear all about what the food bank does, why they do what they do. And Peter Sinclair, who's been the executive director with the Nanaimo Loaves Food Bank, Nanaimo Loaves and Fishes, uh, has been the executive director. And he had a vision placed on his heart to get food into the hands of all those in Nanaimo that were going to bed and getting up hungry. And I got to say, I've served alongside with Peter down at the food bank, as some of you here have. This guy has got a huge, huge heart to help those in Nanaimo get food. And he is so generous, uh, and his vision is so compelling that grocery stores are jumping on board left, right, and center. I'm not going to say too much more, but please give a, a big TMP welcome to Peter.
1: Well, awesome. Thank you uh, so much for having me. Um, have you ever looked out at the world and had your heart broken? Perhaps it's seeing families fleeing violence in Syria. Perhaps it's hearing about yet another shooting. Perhaps it's knowing that children in our community go to school hungry. Have you ever looked at the world and just... Had your heart broken. I know I have. I've seen these situations and I have asked the question where is God? How in the world can this happen? How can there be a God when these things are happening in the world around us? Today I want to look at a story in the Bible, a story that gives us hope. When we look at these situations and we have our hearts broken and we say, where is God? And in looking at this story, I am hoping that you will experience a bit of God's peace, a bit of God's love, a bit of what God is doing in our community. And so we're going to look at the story of the loaves and fishes, the story where Jesus feeds over 5,000 people. We're going to look at that story, and then we are going to look at how that story is being lived out in Nanaimo right now. It is the lived experience of our food bank that is rooted in that story of Jesus feeding the 5,000. So if you have a Bible with you, We're going to be reading from John chapter 6, and we're going to be reading verses 1 through 12. So John chapter 6, verses 1 through 12. After this, Jesus went away to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. And a large crowd was following him, because they saw the signs that he was doing on the sick. Jesus went up on the mountain, and there he sat down with his disciples. There is a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish. But what are they for so many? Jesus said, Have the people sit down. Now there was much grass in the place. So the men sat down, about five thousand in number. Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated. So also the fish, as much as they wanted... And when they had eaten their fill, he told his disciples, gather up the leftover fragments that nothing would be lost. Now, I don't know about you, but I hear that story and it's like, well, that's great, Jesus. You did that 2,000 years ago. What about now? What about all the people who are hungry now who need food? Jesus, why don't you fix that? Why don't you show up the way you did 2,000 years ago and made sure 5,000 people had food to eat? And there's a certain logic to that, but I think if we come to that conclusion, there are at least three things that we have missed in this story. Three things that are going on here that help us to not only see the world from God's perspective, but to see what he is doing. And so I want to look at these three things in some detail to encourage you, to encourage me to see how God is working. And the first thing that we note if we look at verse 9 is that we start with what we have. How often do we look at the world and we say, well, we don't have this. We don't have enough money. We don't have enough food. We don't have, we don't have, we don't have. That's not what we read in this story. In this story, we hear about what they have. Five loaves of bread and two fish. And look who it comes from. I love this part of the story. A little boy. Imagine you've got 5,000 people to feed, and then leaders are coming together, and they're figuring out, what are we going to do here? Do we go and turn to the kids? No, we go to the important people. We want to go to them and see how they're going to solve this problem. But no, this detail is included that this little boy is there. And he's like, I've got some bread, i got some fish. Is that going to be enough? Probably not, but it's what they have. And so start with what you have, not with what you don't have. Now, the second thing that's going on here, we see in verse 11. What does Jesus do? Does Jesus begin complaining? Yeah, five loaves, two fish, not enough. He gives thanks. So you look at what you have not what you don't, what you have, you give thanks for. And so that's what Jesus does. Jesus takes the loaves, he takes the fish, and he looks up to God, his father, and says, thank you for this. Now, the third thing, we actually have to look in Matthew, because this telling of the story that we read in John doesn't include this important detail. And so I want you to look at Matthew chapter 14, verse 19. And this uh, just as a little side note, if you're ever reading in the Bible and the story is found somewhere else in the Bible, it happens particularly throughout the Gospels of uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, go look and see where the differences are. And things will jump out to you. Oh, well, why is that? And here's one of those differences. If you look Matthew chapter 14, verse 19, it reads, Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass, and taking the five loaves and two fish, he looked up to heaven and said a blessing. Then he broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples. Think about that. Jesus took the food, he gave thanks, and then he gave it to his disciples. And what did the disciples do? They go give the food to the people who need it. Jesus does not just snap his fingers and then suddenly 5,000 people, poof, have food in their hands. He gives thanks for what they have. He gives it to his disciples. And then they spread it out so that everyone gets something to eat. So that's the story of Jesus feeding over 5,000 people. That miracle is happening today. It's happening here in Nanaimo. It's happening in our midst. And so when we look around and we say, what is it that we have? We need to acknowledge that we have enough food. The experts tell us that there is enough food in the world, for all people to have something to eat. The problem is, we don't put that food in people's hands, we go and put it into the garbage. It's estimated that upwards of half the food that we produce gets thrown out. For every person in North America, we waste 185 kilograms of food every year. So just here in Nanaimo, there is 14 million kilograms of food getting wasted every single year. Jesus, why isn't there enough food for people to eat? Why aren't people enough? It's like, what do we have? And what are we doing with what we have? Are we putting it in the landfill or are we giving it to people who can actually use it? Now, what we have done at Loaves and Fishes is we have recognized that there is a huge opportunity in food waste. And so what we've done is we've partnered with local grocery stores to accept food that they are throwing out. So we get the next slide here. So what we have here is what we call the food recovery pyramid, and it shows if you want to reduce food waste, what are the things that you should be doing uh, to reduce food waste? The first thing is you should try and just... Get your ordering down so the grocery stores get the ordering correct. Don't overgrow. So that's the first thing you do. You see that at the top of the pyramid. Then you come down. If you've got food waste, the first thing you should do is you try and feed people. So that's what Loaves and Fishes does. We partner with those grocery stores up at the top. And our Food for You food recovery program accepts all of that food. Our team of volunteers sort through all of that food. The good food goes to people. The stuff that's not so good we give to farm animals. So you see that the next one down. And then we partnered with GFL Environmental to take the stuff that the farm animals won't eat, put it in the compost, and then as a last resort, it goes into the landfill. So we start with that. But this doesn't just happen. Get the next slide here. It takes a lot of work, but the results are worth it. And what you see here is back in 2011 is before we started our food recovery program, and we sourced and distributed about $800,000 worth of food a year. Go over to 2018, it was $4.1 million. This year, 2019, we're going to be close to $5 million worth of food. You look at these photos along the bottom, and you see trucks and warehouses and trailers and all of this sort of equipment, and you go, oh, wow, there's lots to this. But where did we begin? We didn't start with all of that equipment. We had far humbler beginnings. Next slide here. This is what we started with. A dilapidated shed built in 1913. It leaked, the windows were smashed in, but we gave thanks for this. said, God, let's take this that we've got and let's serve our community. There's tons of food out there. Let's make it available. So what has the result been from taking what we have and being thankful? An abundance, an extravagant abundance of food for our community. So every month, over 3,000 people are able to come to Loaves and Fishes Food Bank. They can come to one of 13 weekly depots. We've got depots spread out throughout the city where people can access food. When they come, they get to shop for the food that they want. They're not just handed a bag of food. They get to pick what's most appropriate for them. And in most cases, when people come, they get virtually unlimited produce and bread. Those are some pretty big results. But guess what? God doesn't just take all that food and poof, make it appear in people's cupboards. He uses his followers... He uses the people in our community who say, I want people to have food to eat. He uses them. He uses people like you to say, yes, people in our community are going to have food to eat. And so every month, over 600 volunteers partner with Loaves and Fishes, work with Loaves and Fishes to deliver these results. So we started with what we had. We gave thanks for it. And then we looked out to our community and we said, where are the followers of Jesus who want to make sure that we can get this abundance out there? Now there's an abundance of food out there, but most of the food we're accessing is perishable food. So dairy, meat, produce. What about the non-perishable food items? We get lots of that stuff say, October through December. And we're really lean on that stuff during the summer months. And so when I look over here and see what you guys have brought in, this is a huge blessing. We need this stuff. Because while we have an abundance of the perishable, we do not have an abundance of the non-perishable at this time of year. So thank you for bringing in a boatload of food. It's absolutely amazing. But this blessing of all of this food is not just for the clients of Loaves and Fishes Food Bank. If we get the next slide here, last year over $510,000 worth of food went to over 80 other nonprofits in our community. And so the idea is not that we're going to hold all of this food and it's just for loaves and fishes. It's like we're letting God's extravagant love be unleashed in the community, saying, who can use this food? Who can do something with it? So everything from school meal programs to uh, homeless shelters to addiction centers, they get food from loaves and fishes so that people can eat. Now you could look at this and you say, okay, well, that's good enough. We're like, no, we can do better. There's more food, we need to share it further. And so back in March of this year, we started partnering with the Nanus First Nation and we deliver to them between five and $7,000 worth of food every week for them to distribute in their community. The abundant blessing of God is there. And the followers of Jesus are making it available. We partner with the school foundation. They deliver food to 15 schools in our community so that kids can have food to eat. They get the food from us. They use the vehicle that Loaves and Fishes has to actually deliver that and make sure the kids get food to eat. But we're not done there. We're always looking ahead. How can we expand? How can we serve better? How can we share God's extravagant love with more people? And so you folks are actually the first people to publicly hear about this. Beginning on September 25th, Loaves and Fishes is going to do a three-month trial providing food bank services on the North Island. Food Banks BC came to us and says, you guys have an amazing program going on in Nanaimo, and we would love that to expand. And we know there's a huge need on the North Island. So for three months, we're going to be going up once a month uh, to Port Hardy. There's a church community up there that we're partnering with um, to bring that extravagant love Shown through food, shown through an abundance of food to a community that desperately needs it. I'm sure you've got questions. I'm going to be around afterwards, so come and talk to me. But I'm just going to close in a word of prayer here and uh, let us give thanks for what God has done. God, thank you for what you have given us. You have given us so much. And sometimes we can be tempted to see what we don't have but in this story you show us to focus on what we do have and to give thanks for it. And so Jesus we give you thanks for everything that you've done. We give you thanks for what you've provided and we give you thanks for the your followers who've said I want to stand up and I want to be part of something and I want to give back. Jesus I give you thanks for this community here at the meeting place how they have partnered with us at loaves and fishes to share God's extravagant love with our community that so desperately needs it. So thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing. Pour out your love. Pour out your love. Amen.